Amy, we've got a bunch of little nieces and nephews between us, but we've also got a catch-all gift that all of our siblings love for their newborns. You're totally right, and it's Pampers Swaddlers, because Pampers Swaddlers wick wetness away to keep babies drier and subsequently parents happier. Pampers Swaddlers absorb wetness better versus the leading value brand and provide up to 100% leak-proof skin protection and up to 0% skin irritation. Pampers Swaddlers are dermatologist approved by the Skin Health Alliance. They're hypoallergenic and they're free of parabens and latex. Now you can try Swaddlers with new Pampers Free and Gentle Wipes for healthy baby skin. These wipes won't tear. In fact, they grip mess, shall we say, more firmly and clean better, leaving baby skin dry, soft, and smooth. For trusted protection, trust Pampers, the number one pediatrician recommended brand. Download the Pampers Club app today and earn Pampers cash. Redeem your Pampers cash for exclusive Pampers coupon savings and rewards. Only redeemable via Pampers Club. Pampers Cash has no cash value. I outgrew my clothes. I thought I'd give them to you. What fresh hell. Laughing in the face of motherhood. There's got to be a better way. With Margaret Abels and Amy Wilson. (laughs) Because it's a personal wound. A podcast that solves today's parenting dilemmas so you don't have to. I think my spouse re-gifted me something he got from somebody as a birthday present. Hey, everybody. Welcome to What Fresh Hell. This is Amy. And this is Margaret. And this week we are talking about how mad should I be? We have solicited crimes that have been committed against our listeners by their spouses. Yes, by their own children, their mothers-in-law. Oh, guys, the mothers-in-law did not come out well. <laughs> I will say, it's going to be a rough day on the mothers-in-law and the husbands. They came out maybe the worst in terms of crime committers. A lot of thematic crimes, which we will explore as we go along. But sometimes something happens to you and you just like, is it me? Like, this is bonkers. Or is it me? Should I not be that mad about this? Sometimes you just don't know. And that's why we're going to do this service for you today. Yes. And there's also, I feel like there's going to be a statue of limitations element to this as well. Oh, oh. Like, am I still allowed to be mad about the gift that my mother-in-law gave me 12 years ago. Maybe you are still allowed to be mad. We don't know. All right. So we posted this question on our Facebook page and group at facebook.com forward slash what fresh cast. And we got a host of crimes. And I want to start strong with Alexa. We will not be using last names because we want to protect your anonymity. But Alexa says this evening. So this is a new crime, maybe. Oh, OK. All right. Just happened. She posted this morning. This literally happened last night as we record. This evening while cooking dinner, I said to my husband, quote, man, I'm tired. I just feel tired all the time now. Without missing a beat, he responded, you should exercise more. (laughs) Amy, on a scale of one to 10, how mad should Alexa be? I'm going to say that there is an implicit assumption that Alexa is probably making in this situation that her husband is commenting on her appearance beyond her tired level that he didn't explicitly make. So I'm going to give this one like a five, a five out of ten. A five? Yeah. Oh, I would have given it like a nine. My God, (laughs) it's a horrible thing to say. Ten being actual justified homicide. And the thing is, it didn't even occur to me that Alexis' husband was commenting on her appearance. I just think he was trying to make the helpful suggestion, you'd have more energy if you exercised more while she was cooking dinner. I mean, Amy, I don't understand the five at all. That's bonkers to me. Let me just be clear in case anyone doesn't know how a one to 10 scale works. I mean, Amy must understand because she's at a five. There's no confusion. Maybe I'm underestimating. What are your one and your 10? One is like you have no right to be mad about it. Nothing has been done wrong to you at all. And 10 is like justifiable homicide. No jury would convict you. Like you have a right to be 100% furious. Yeah, I'm going to say I need room to go. Wow, tough judge. I can't give the first gymnast a 10. You're not wrong, (laughs) but I think I'm just going to be like, you're a nine. I think everyone's going to be a nine. And then there's going to be like three tens for me. You're wrong. But you might be right. You maybe I haven't left myself a big enough runway. Elena leads off the mother-in-law crimes, of which there are many. Sure. By saying that while I was breastfeeding my newborn, my mother-in-law called me the baby's cow. (laughs) 
How mad should she be about that, Margaret? I mean, I think that's like a three, honestly. It's a long time ago. Well, we don't know that it's a long time ago. Oh, wait, I mean, how old is it? Well, I do because Elena's my roommate from college. Oh, okay. So I happen to know that it's a long time ago. That is an eight at the time and a three now. That's exactly right. It's an eight when it occurs, but... Time has passed, and now I'll give you a three. I say it's a seven when it occurs, and now it's a three. Comedy equals tragedy plus time, right? So I believe she was breastfeeding my godchild at the time, and I know he's now, you know, high school age. So I think we should let this one go, Elena. No offense. Can we go to Ashley's one? Ashley says she spends Christmas with her husband's family. And last year, there was going to be a family photo, a photo of her family. And the aunt asked her to take a photo because she's not a member of the family. She's just married in. Like the kid was in the photo, but Ashley, no, 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 you just married and you're not in this photo. I'll give this a solid six. I'm going to give it a seven because this is, I have personal experience with this, with like somehow you're not a family member for the family photos. Yeah, it hurts. I mean, I do think it's an extremely strange take. And if you're doing this with any of your in-laws, I mean, get right, because this is wrong. You should operate from a point of maximum generosity for a photo that's going to live like on your phone until you get a new one, right? Like, but- And also, like, what do you think marriage <laughs> is? That person is a member of the family now. They're there forever. Like, we do have a kind of a jokey, but not that jokey rule in our family. If you're not wearing a ring, you got to stand on the side of the picture because we might have to cut you out. Well, that's yes. That seems fair to me. But you might have to cut them out if they're in the picture. I mean, a ring doesn't mean that you're always going to be in the picture. You make a good point. It's more just kind of a family goof. But yeah, I mean, I'm going to give it a six. It's ridiculous. And guys, please, if you're doing this, cut it out. That's horrible. (laughs) Leanne said she was watching Hocus Pocus, which is that like witch movie. Oh, Amy, how dare you describe Hocus Pocus to our audience? If you don't know what Hocus Pocus is, you should not be listening to this podcast. I hate to break it to you. Hocus Pocus is an old deluxe alert. Back in my day. That movie's got to be 25 years old. I'm fine with it being an oldie lux alert. It's a classic. And if you don't know what it is, stop listening. Just stop listening. I hate to lose a listener, but please stop listening now. Okay. So just imagine witchy house full of cobwebs and Leanne's mother-in-law said, that's even worse than your house. (laughs) (laughs) I love it. I mean, I I love mothers-in-law. I could never get enough of the things that mothers-in-law say. I have two sons, so hopefully I will be a mother-in-law one day and... I don't know. I find mothers-in-law just, I I can't get enough. It's so fun. I feel like, Leanne, I need to know, is your mother-in-law a funny person? Like, do you laugh a lot in that house? Because if you laugh a lot, then that's funny and it's a three. But if this is a humorless person, then that is like just a pipe bomb. Yeah, it's like a seven, but I'm going to tell you that she doesn't have a funny sense of humor. I don't even need to go back to Leanne. <laughs> she wouldn't be posting about it on Facebook if this lady had a sense of humor. There's no way. Can I give you one of my own? Yes. Because I'm honestly curious. Please. Let's just say I have a close friend. Okay. Who just had a birthday, who is me, and I was given some gifts. I actually talked about one gift I got last week on the things we can't live without, that I got a blanket that I'm like in love with. But I also got from my spouse for my birthday a like a crate. And when I opened it, it had <laughs> olive oil and honey inside. And I like look up and I'm like, and he's like, remember you were talking about longevity? And I was talking about longevity. But the tie between this olive oil and honey to me having talked about longevity two weeks ago is so tenuous tenuous at best that I think that I was given for my birthday I think my spouse re-gifted me something he got from somebody as a birthday present because he didn't have enough birthday presents for me and he panicked how mad should I be about that it's a solid nine I mean it's a (laughs) solid nine yeah I haven't confronted this person yet. Well, now you will. But doesn't he have a coworker who like listens to the podcast and then comes and yells at him on your behalf? Yes, and his coworkers and their spouses. Yeah. So you guys, how mad should I be? I mean, so maybe this is just the way to handle problems in your marriage from now on. Just announce his crimes on the podcast and have his coworkers go yell at him. It was like a Harry and David, you know, sample basket. Like, no, you didn't buy this for me. Right. Someone gave it to him and he was like, I'll put a tag on it. I mean, this is one thing I'm going to downgrade him from a nine because it was not your only gift. If it was your only gift, that's a 10. No court would convict you. Right. Like that's re-gifting your spouse. Unforgivable. 
But being on the receiving end of bad gifts, it's just it's the worst because you feel like a horrible person for complaining. And yet you're extremely angry. Right. I didn't complain. But you're totally legit. We definitely had some crimes in the comments that were gifts that they later found corporate logos on like they were swag clearly from conventions from their spouses spouses one was from a boss but like yeah that's a crime and you should be mad about it yeah you have every every right Ramona did this one. She says uh, this happened to her friend at her bridal shower. Her friend received a set of king-sized sheets. Afterward, her stepmom, who was only five years older than her, said, I'll take those and replace them with queen-sized sheets so they'll fit your bed. She then bought the queen-sized sheets and gave them to her as their only gift from the bride's dad and the stepmom. And P.S. the friend had paid for her own wedding. (laughs) Yeah, that's a crime. (laughs) I mean, I don't think you need to. I mean, you can be mad. But like in my experience, not a lot of people are not already mad at their father's extremely young wife. So, I mean, you can keep being mad, I think, is the answer. Like, you know, that's terrible. There's going to be a lot more terrible things. Like, yeah, I just don't know a lot of people with stepmoms four years older than them who are like, we get along great. And I just really dig her style. You know, a therapist told me a long time ago, and this was wonderful advice, like, don't be mad at someone for behaving exactly the way you could have predicted that they would. Like, don't waste time on that. Not that your anger is unjustified, but that wasting time saying my precious to it, as you would say, like, you knew that the stepmom was going to do something as stupid as give you a set of sheets that you basically somebody else paid for as your only wedding gift. That that's exactly what you knew she would do. So I waste time being mad about it. It's not that you can't be mad. It's just you can't be surprised mad. Can't be surprised mad. That's, I think, a distinction because we call this drunk Uncle Bob, right? Like, If you invite drunk Uncle Bob to Thanksgiving, it's not going to go great. He's going to get drunk and it's going to be a problem. He's going to be drunk Uncle Bob, right? So like your only choice is inviting drunk Uncle Bob, you know, and that's where like you have every right to be mad at drunk Uncle Bob for like barfing on your Thanksgiving turkey. But you kind of knew maybe that's where it was headed. Like (laughs) it's not you're not allowed to be mad, but you're just not allowed to be surprised. (laughs) I think that's the difference. I like setting out surprised mad. Yeah, but I still think you're allowed to be mad. It's just the surprise element. I love this one because this is my husband's ongoing crime against me. Aaron says, I asked my husband to buy me two plastic Adirondack chairs for Mother's Day 2019. So there's the statute of limitations of more than a year on this crime. He decided he wanted to make them. We had an argument because he always asks for gift ideas, but frequently modifies them. (laughs) Sometimes for better. He's like, plan B Abel's. Oh, you know where this is going. (laughs) Just buy her the chairs, right? Oh my gosh. Sometimes for better, comma, sometimes not. He got stuck in the project and I still have no Adirondack chairs. Guys, if you are frequent listeners of the podcast, you know that this crime goes right to my heart. It goes right to my soft underbelly because Mm -hmm. I often refer to my husband as, quote, plan B Abel's, unquote, because there's no plan that he's not like, I like that plan. But I'm going to do it this completely different way. And then no offense to my darling, it often goes off a cliff. And I'm like, we had a plan. Why did we need plan B Abel's to come in and make a different plan? And this is really because he's the world's nicest human being. So like the gift giving is not about like, I don't care about you. Therefore, I'm going to give you this bad gift. The gift giving is bad because it's like. I don't want to get you a blouse. I want to hire three parachuters to jump out of an airplane and bring you a new pair of pants. And I'm like, how about just get me the blouse? So because that other plan, while it sounds great, is never going to happen. Yes. So the plastic Adirondack chairs would have been so much easier for this guy to do. And, you know, how mad should Aaron be about this one? I mean, I'll probably give her a 10, but I'm not an (laughs) impartial juror. You're a generous judge. I'm just not impartial. Like, she's really hit my exact annoy. You know when they're like, before you can serve on this crime where the guy held up the bank teller at gunpoint, you have to reveal if you have ever been held up at gunpoint as a bank teller, because then you're not allowed to be on a jury. Yes. This is like the situation I'm in here with Aaron. Yeah, you have to abstain. I really, I can't be impartial. I'm sorry. I'm going to say a seven. I'm going to say, Aaron, buy yourself those darn Cheers. Yeah, do it. And don't be too mad because these guys, they're so sweet, but they just can't resist. All right, we're back with more crimes after this. 
Margaret, I've got a go-to baby shower gift that I give whenever there's another newborn in my life. Can you guess what it is? Amy, three guesses. First two don't count. It's Pampers Swaddlers. Exactly. Pampers Swaddlers keep baby's skin dry, happy, and healthy. Pampers Swaddlers absorb wetness better than the leading value brand and provide up to 100% leak-proof skin protection and up to 0% skin irritation. Pampers Swaddlers are dermatologist approved by the Skin Health Alliance, hypoallergenic, and free of parabens and latex. Try Swaddlers with new Pampers Free and Gentle Wipes for healthy baby skin. These wipes are five times stronger, gripping mess more firmly, shall we say, and making diaper changes a breeze. For trusted protection, trust Pampers, the number one pediatrician recommended brand. Download the Pampers Club app today and earn Pampers cash. Then redeem your Pampers cash for exclusive Pampers coupon savings and rewards. Only redeemable via Pampers Club. Pampers cash has no cash value. Amy, when I'm dehydrated, I get headaches. I get cranky and I don't feel good in general. Also, I am dehydrated a lot of the time. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Because being good with the water bottle is one thing, but getting that sodium and potassium with the fluids, turns out that is the key to seeing optimally hydrated. So whether you're looking to hydrate during your workout, while traveling, or at the end of a long night, Sports Research Hydrate Electrolytes have got you covered with over 65 trace minerals, seven essential vitamins, and coconut water powder. Crisp and refreshing without any sugar, this is hydration powered by Sports Research. Each box has 16 little stick packs that you can take on the go, whether you're headed to an exercise class, a night out with friends, or a podcasting conference. And did we mention they come in delicious flavors from raspberry lemonade to cherry pomegranate? Stay hydrated with Sports Research Hydrate Electrolytes. Visit sportsresearch.com and use the code WHATFRESH at checkout for 50% off your purchase of Hydrate. That's S-P-O-R-T-S-R-E-S-E-A-R-C-H.com, sportsresearch.com, and use code WHATFRESH for 50% off your Hydrate Electrolytes order. Amy, we're back. Hit me with a crime. Okay. Kate, her friend gave her a pretty fall jacket that she thought I'd like because it doesn't fit her anymore. Then she said, I wore it when I was pregnant. Kate says, I am not pregnant. I have not been pregnant for five years. It's unclear if she thinks I'm pregnant or she just thinks I'm the appropriate size for her maternity jacket. And damn it, I love this jacket and I wear it all the time. (laughs) I love this one so much. Loving the jacket is an important part of this, Kate, because if you got a really good jacket out of it. Yeah, but you should still be mad to me again, like a nine. I'm so mad for her. Like, <laughs> this is also something that happens to me. I've talked a lot out of the podcast of like, I have a weight that varies by like 30 pounds in either direction. So I have phases where I'm like, you know, maybe a size eight and size phases where I'm like a 14. Like my weight just kind of varies a lot all the time. And so... I have often been the receiver of the, I outgrew my clothes. I thought I'd give them to you. Could we not say that to people anymore, guys? No. Mm-hmm. It's. I feel like giving people clothes in general is something you have to be really careful about. And it mm-hmm. is, I think even when done with the best intentions, I sometimes hear people be like, you know, I gave away my things to my friend who doesn't have as much as I do. That friend is not that happy with that, guys. You know, I just think you've got to be careful. It's fine to be generous, but like you take my old trash because you are fat or poor. I would really watch it. I don't think it goes great. It's a double opt-in and I'm going to take that a step further. Don't editorialize about what you think about your own clothes in front of other people. Yeah, I just think the here have this because it doesn't fit me anymore. Like, give that another 30 seconds of thought. It's not really a great thing to say to another person. You just ask first, right? You just ask if they want it first and don't editorialize about why you're giving it away. Yeah, I would be careful. I don't know. I mean, I guess she loves the jacket. So maybe she it's a win, but she loves the jacket. We should we need a picture of the jacket so then we could all decide how mad we are. Maybe it's really nice. So we have a town like free cycle site where you can put something up and be like, hey, before I put this on the free cycle site, does anyone want it? So sometimes I put it on my own Facebook page first. Like, hey, does anyone want these shoes? They don't fit me anymore. And then, like, one of my friends might take them first. But I don't think I would go to a friend and be like, do you want these shoes? You know? I don't know. It depends. Yeah, I don't think it depends. Keep it to yourself. I have one that there's very little gray area around. Please. Danielle says, 
here's uh, some stuff you need to know ahead of time. She's very, very afraid of spiders, and her husband, who's been married to her for seven years, is very aware of this. They spotted a tarantula at her son's football practice. I love this one so much. Crawling around. Her husband got up to relocate it. She followed behind him to film it because tarantula. So she's afraid of spiders, but not so afraid. She's not going to film a tarantula. Her husband finds it, scoops it up, and I guess just lost all brain power, Danielle says, turns around and flings it at her. And she has video evidence of this crime. Guys, I'm going to see if Danielle will let us post this video in the show notes because it's hilarious. You can also go to the Facebook group and find it, but it's just the classic video where you're like, this seems like a good idea. And then it goes horribly wrong. Like the (laughs) husband's like, let me fling the tarantula away. But then as it comes out of the grass, it like flicks and the tarantula just comes flying towards the camera lens as Danielle screams in a way that is really, really, really funny. takes leave of her senses. I mean, you should be mad like a one because nobody was really doing anything particularly wrong. I create a document where I'm like, you know, I break it down so that we can talk about it in an organized way. And this one says, husband flung tarantula at me. I mean, it's a pretty bad crime. It's pretty specific. But there's a lot of mitigating factors. We have to be honest. I don't know. I would be pretty mad about this one. I think it's like an eight. He didn't throw a an eight fake tarantula at her to scare her and laugh, which even that's a little mean spirited. Yeah. Like, don't tarantulas bite or sting or something? Oh, no. If someone threw a fake tarantula at me, it'd be a 10. But this was clearly a mistake. I mean, I believe Danielle in her wording is trying to say that this was a deliberate act. You're saying it was accidental? Oh, that's a completely different thing. Listen, I've looked at the video. We're going to study this like the Zapruder film, obviously. Yes. I believe from the video that he picked it up. I believed and it accidentally flunked towards her. If he did this on purpose, he should be brought before the What Fresh Hell Tribunal and really yelled at for his crimes. Maybe he picked it up and just was like, ah, you know, maybe he just did one of those, like, get it away from me. Maybe he had that moment. From watching the video evidence, again, we have to restudy it now. Okay. This is going to cost us some money, Amy. We're going to have to bring some crime analysts in and see what they say. Slow it down. All right, so it's a one if it was an accident. It's a 10 if it was on purpose. Let's just leave it there. Okay, here's another one that does not have, I think, much gray area around it. Kelly says, when she came back to work from maternity leave, both times, one mid-pandemic, she says, my all-male co-workers asked me how my vacation was. Seriously, both times. Amy, the correct crime grade for this is a nine. Yeah. I would almost take it to a 10 because it happened twice. Yeah, this is one of those situations where I would be so mad. And I hope that it's a place, Kelly, where you feel safe saying something because these people need to be called out on their complete obliviousness. Yeah, that's a horrible crime. Let's go to um, Brittany's. How mad should I be at my dog who waited until I took my hand off his snout to release pink medicine from his mouth all over the kitchen floor? Hmm. I'm not sure dogs are capable of acts of free will, but... <laughs> well, but you still can get mad at a dog. Like, if a dog eats your sofa, you're still mad at it. There's a difference between how mad should I be and how mad am I. I mean, I'd be pretty mad, Brittany, right? The dog's very sorry. I mean, I'm like a nine, but I would never get a dog. So I also <laughs> feel like Brittany has some culpability in this because she owns a pet. Yep, yep. As you know, I avoid these problems by not having animals in my house yeah so when people are like this is the th- i mean we've had these discussions we have a whole should i get a pet episode but i'm just team no pets ever and then when i hear about people who are like oh it was really hard when my dog you know had diarrhea and vomited all over my car and i had to clean it out for three days or don't have a dog the criminal is you you got a dog <laughs> i think the criminal is the vet that prescribed a pink medicine to a dog there's got to be a better way hmm Interesting take, Amy. Mm -hmm. Interesting take. Mm -hmm. Michelle says, I signed my three-year-old twin boys up for soccer, thinking they would have a blast since they love kicking the ball around in our backyard. My husband and I spent more time running after them than they spent on the soccer field. They also enjoyed sitting on the sidelines eating the snacks I brought for after the game. We spent $60 on soccer pictures. (laughs) I mean, I love this. I think there's really no crime here. It sounds like you had a great time. For 60 bucks, you get out a couple weekend days. But three-year-old soccer, again, is like getting a dog. Like, you're taking your own chances there. I mean, not a ton of three-year-olds who are ready to play soccer. This reminds me of my first grader, like, lying down in the outfield at Little League. Like, just, you know, looking at the stars. What is the point? What is sports, right? 
Well, yeah. And I mean, my kids never grew past this phase, FYI. Like they just sort of were like, I'll just lay here while people kick a ball around me. But yeah, I think three years old, you know, that's what you're going to get with three year old soccer. And so for 60 bucks, it feels like it's a wash. This is a, I have to go back to the gift giving because this is such a common thing. <laughs> because it's a personal wound. But this is exactly, I want to know. So Jennifer says her husband asked what she wanted for her birthday. Uh, this is last April to your um, statute of limitations question. So this is, we're within the calendar year. Oh, just this last April. Oh, well, I think so. I think it's just a few months now. Okay. It still stings. Okay. So her husband's, what do you want for your birthday? She sent him direct links to Amazon items. He printed them off and had his kids put them in handmade cards, but he never ordered the gifts. <laughs> that is that. Oh, this was a, a terrible misunderstanding of the assignment. But there were handmade cards from the kids. That's a major mitigating factor. I'll give it a six. I'll give it a six. I mean, I have to say, keep your handmade cards from the kids at this point. You know, I mean, I like it. It does show that you took some, um, what's the word I'm looking for, Amy? Initiative. I mean, yes. The biggest crime you can commit on birthdays, and this used to be my husband's crime, is the, I would wake up and he'd be like, oh, (laughs) happy birthday. And then he would disappear for a little while. And then he would appear like a half an hour later, like sweaty, suspiciously out of breath with like gas station flowers and like a card that like was scrawled, like love me. Like he literally had clearly woken up and run to the nearest bodega to pick up like birthday supplies. I will say that the handwritten cards for the kids at least implies. Yes, that's like a three hour out at least commitment, you know. So that that gets a tip of the hat. But like, I can't I mean, maybe he's guilty by reason of insanity. Like who prints out Amazon links? I don't understand it. Yes, he definitely misunderstood the assignment. And yes, you are supposed to order them for yourself. I guess it's like here you just go ahead and order them. But (laughs) I don't understand. I'm not sure. Let's get him on the show. Let's ask him what he was thinking. Yeah, we need to do a whole episode where we interview him. And we're like, what were you thinking when you printed out the links and put them in the handmade cards? Because you get like, you're a hero for the handmade cards, but you're a real zero for the Amazon links. Carly says, my husband and I were dating and I was headed to his house after I competed in a sporting event. She's pretty hungry. She called him. (laughs) Do you want something from McDonald's? He said, no. He clearly said he did not. She got to his house, sat down at the counter, and I ate my cheeseburger all the way way around the edges so I could save the middle for last, the best part. She says that like everybody does that. I don't do that, Carly. Yeah, this is a confusing one. Keep going. So she saves the middle of her cheeseburger, the best part, for last. And do you know what he did? He picked up my cheeseburger and took the biggest bite right out of the middle. How mad should I be at the time? I was this mad and she has all every mad emoji you can imagine. I find this story very confusing. I hate to say it. Is her name Carly? Yeah. Carly, I mean, what kind of monster are you that you're eating the edges of a cheeseburger and then saving the middle for last? <laughs> you save the middle. He must have thought it was your detritus. I feel like this should have been his sign to run because <laughs> he married you knowing that this is how you eat a cheeseburger, which I find confusing. And then did you get up to go to the bathroom? Did he just grab it out of your hands? I feel, again, I need more facts. I am a sufferer. I am on Carly's side on this one because I do live in a household where I have to have very clear boundaries. Like, no, like you didn't order French fries. So these are now my French fries. And when I'm done, if you would like some, that's fine. But you can't have some first and you can't have some instead. This is the biggest, biggest two kinds of people like stop with the egg white omelet and then my french fries no you could have ordered french fries you did not these are mine that's how i feel this is such a two kinds of people because i was in a very serious relationship and i had to break it off because he didn't share food like i cannot understand people who are not like what's on my plate is for everybody in the room Mm. i find it like i mean i wouldn't take a bite Biting someone's cheeseburger involves a lot of saliva. I would do that to my husband, but I wouldn't do that to like... You're only dating now? I mean, I understand like not wanting you to like put your stinky mouth on my... Directly on food that will next go in my mouth. I mean, that's pretty intense. But if I was having dinner with you and I reached over and took one of your fries, of course, that's a sign of love and attention. Well, fries are different. I should. This is the problem is when you're married to someone who orders the steamed spinach and then starts digging into your baked ziti. You know what I mean? It's like, no, 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 no. Yeah, that's a different problem. If you want a baked ziti, 
But yeah, I feel food is for sharing. But I mean, I can't, Carly, I'm too mystified by your cheeseburger strategy to begin with to even weigh in (laughs) on this crime. The mitigating circumstances are so complicated. Who eats the rim of a cheeseburger first? I have a food-related one that came in hot, came in late, but I think this is an interesting one. How mad should she be? Kaylin says when she's cleaning up supper, her husband will take the kids' leftovers and scrape them like into the Tupperware. Like if there's chili, he'll take the kids' like leftover chili that they didn't eat and put it back into like the Tupperware of chili for tomorrow. Kaylin, that is absolutely disgusting, and I'm sorry that you live with a monster. Yes, she's like, this is disgusting, right? She says she cannot stomach that. I have requested that he stop, but he doesn't see what the big deal is. How mad should Kalen be about that? I mean, horribly mad. You should probably leave, but you have children together. (laughs) I would suggest at the bare minimum that you insist on separate Tupperware for the kids leftovers. And if he wants to eat that gross mess, that's on him. Mm -hmm. But you should no longer allow your leftover food to be befouled by a monster. Don't settle, girl. That is my opinion. And it's settled law now at this point. Can I also add that people who put like three bites of salad that is already dressed in leftover containers and leave them in my fridge, I would like to have a word with that. Yeah, you're pretty mad about that. And perhaps broadcasting on the podcast is not the way to go. Right. And nobody's going to eat it. So why are we going through this charade? Right. And then you have to clean it up. Right. It's, as my husband likes to say, let's put these away to throw away on Thursday instead, because that is the only point of the exercise. That's a seven. We'll be right back. Amy, you know me well enough to know that my daily power breakfast is toast with peanut butter on top. Toast with peanut butter. It's also, by the way, one of my favorite power breakfasts. So we agree on that thing. We were recently together and we shared some toast with peanut butter. And I'm going to tell you, we used hero bread. It adds even more protein and fiber to that combo without adding any more sugar. Hero Bread has remade the carby, empty-calorie bread products into versions that include no net carbs, zero-gram sugar, and fewer calories, plus more protein and fiber, while still being super fluffy and delicious. I was not sure that that particular combination was going to be possible, but Hero Bread has figured it out. Yeah, this is one I'm glad they let us try. It's like, it really tastes good. I've been trying to add more protein to my diet, and I would have thought that a hamburger rolls was not the place to do that, Amy. <laughs> but all of Hero Bread's products, from rolls to tortillas to croissants, we please, offer protein and fiber, zero to one grams of net carbs, and zero grams of sugar. Start your Hero Bread bundle on their website and get 10% off your order. Go to Hero.co and use the code MOTHERHOOD at checkout. I like this bread, people. It's H-E-R-O dot C-O and code MOTHERHOOD for 10% off your order of Hero Bread. Margaret, I've been at the research again, looking into metabolic health and more importantly, metabolic flexibility, which turns out is the key to improved energy levels, better sleep, better fitness, all the things. And I found out about all this because we got a chance to try Lumen, the first handheld device that helps you manage your metabolic health. Lumen works when you breathe into it. If you do that first thing in the morning or after a workout, Lumen measures your metabolism by measuring the amount of carbon dioxide in your breath. It's science, people. That lets you see exactly what's going on in your body in real time. Then you use Lumen's app to get tailored guidance to improve your sleep, your nutrition, even stress management. If you're interested in figuring out the effects of different sorts of foods on your body, Lumen is a really cool way to see what's actually happening as your body burns different and fuel sources. If you want to take the next step in improving your health, go to lumen.me and use Fresh to get $100 off your Lumen. That is L-U-M-E-N dot M-E, lumen.me, and use the code FRESH at checkout for $100 off. Thank you, Lumen, for sponsoring this episode. And now, types of mothers-in-law. From the What Fresh Hell podcast. The Warrior. Oh, the baby looks cold. Check his little hands. Make sure his hands aren't cold. Oh, that bookshelf is so near the crib. What if it tipped and some of the books flew out and hit the baby while he's sleeping? No, no, no. no. Don't let the baby come in the kitchen. What if he got burned while you're cooking? The Underminer. Oh, sweetie. I know you want the cotton candy. It does look delicious. It's so big and fluffy. But I asked your mom and she said no. So I can't get it for you, baby. I'm sorry. The Couch Commando. I'm watching my show. Before you feed the kids and clean the kitchen, would you bring me a sandwich? 
Oh, and I think I hear the laundry beeping. You should grab that. The Flaming Hot Volcano of Need. You have to go already? We've only been on the phone an hour. When are we going to get to see you and the kids? We never see you. Oh, come on. Last week doesn't count. You were only here for three days. The Stealth Insulter. You know what I love about you? I love that you spend your time doing things you love. And you don't worry about unimportant things like keeping your house clean. The Love Measurer. Oh, look at these two nice pictures of your parents on the wall. Only one of us. Maybe I'll send you another one of us, since you only have one. Then you'll have two. And that'll be fair. The Passive-Aggressive Gifter. Oh, honey, listen. My neighbor just lost, like, half her body weight, and she was going to throw away all of her fat clothes. So I saved them for you in these two huge garbage bags and brought them over. I hope they fit. This has been Types of Mothers-in-Law from the What Fresh Hell podcast. Amy, I'm coming in real hot with Anna Lynn. Okay, please do. I mean, I already know the grade for this crime, but as usual, we start with the system that we're going to grade every crime and it falls apart after about two seconds. But let's get (laughs) back to business and you're going to grade this crime for me. Okay. My mom canceled on me when we were supposed to have lunch together saying she had a stomach bug. Later that day, I saw my sister had posted pictures of herself on Facebook having lunch with my mom. My sister and I get along, so she wasn't the issue. My mom didn't want to have lunch with me and didn't have the guts to say it. Follow up, mom said later she could not be everywhere at once. Why couldn't the three of them have lunch together? I think maybe the mom is just a problem child in this scenario. All right, give me a number grade. Uh, I mean, like... Eight. I'd be pretty mad about this. I, what am I going to do to get you to a nine? I started with this one so I could see, you know, where is Amy's top? This is terrible. This is a horrible crime. I'm a tough grader. Eight is pretty, like, on my one to ten scale, eight is like... Eight is horrible. Pretty mad. Like, I might speak to you ever again, but like, what? Like, what serious talking about me did you have to do that I couldn't also come to lunch? Yeah, that's a bad one. Well, that sounds like a problem, Mom. We need to also do a whole separate episode on, like, boundaries with our families. <laughs> Sometimes we have to just cut people out when they are too poisonous. This mom might be in that category. Jamie, this was one of my favorite ones of the whole page because it just says, I was pregnant. My husband ate my leftover fries. So pregnancy makes that a very different situation, in other words. Yeah, I mean, people were outraged in the group. They were like calling for Jamie's husband to be executed in the public square. Although a couple of people did mention that leftovers fries sounds disgusting. But when you're pregnant, sometimes like cold, greasy leftover fries is all you can eat that day is just what the doctor ordered. You know, like, I agree. Like, I would be madder if he ate, you know, leftover Chinese food, maybe. But I really enjoyed how rabid the group was in condemning Jamie's husband with no trial. They were just like, he should be killed. The pregnancy is the controlling factor here because you were just saying the fries are for sharing. You don't understand why people don't share. But if you're pregnant, then that does not apply. Well, listen, Amy, 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 this is not how the law works. We make precedent and then we have to adapt. So, yes, at a diner, if you order fries, everybody at the table gets to lean over and take some. Unless you're pregnant. But if I have carefully boxed over the leftovers in a single container for myself from the night before and someone else eats them, that person deserves all the wrong on the universe that can befall them. Yep. They're different crimes. They're not even related. It's not that all fries are for sharing. Yes, hot fries at a diner. When my kid orders McDonald's and I'm going to eat some fries out of the bag and he's like, those are my fries, I have to inform him. There's no such thing as your fries. (laughs) These are McDonald's fries in a bag and everyone gets to stuff their greasy mitts in and take some. Keep your eyes on your fries. But yes, if I particularly save one lovely piece of cake for myself and I come home and find it gone, someone's going to pay. Okay. All right. Can I do Amy here? This is one that I would be pretty mad about. She says she just started back to work last week and her kids back to school part-time. Husband's working from home. 
and dealing with the taking the kid back and forth to school. Their meal prep kit comes on Tuesdays, as it has for five years now. On Saturday, when she went out to weed the garden, $200 worth of meat and produce, including duck that I had ordered special for his birthday dinner, was hot and rotten on the porch because my husband and kid had both stepped over the box at least five times each. (laughs) I mean... It's a nine from me. This is like she's going to work, so she's taking the car and coming in through the garage. Like she's not going through their front door, but the husband and the kid are and and stepped over this box. Yes, it's a nine. It's a nine for both husband and child. And again, make the duck anyway. Make him eat it. It is. (laughs) Here's your birthday dinner. Kill him with the poison duck. (laughs) That is the only solution. (laughs) I mean, again, this crime has been committed against me. We, as you know, love HelloFresh. And... It only happened once. And believe me, if it happens again, like after my head exploded against my entire family, yes, the HelloFresh box was left. I was out and the HelloFresh box was left just melting on our front stoop for way too long and was ruined. And let me tell you, I almost threw the rotten HelloFresh items at my family because (laughs) I was so mad at them. There's somebody on the internet who posts a thing of like, she puts like a scrap of paper in a hallway in her house and underneath is taped a $5 bill. Like all you have to do to get $5 is pick up this thing that you've been stepping over for months and it's never been picked up. And outside the window, the leaves are changing colors, right? (laughs) Yeah. I mean, literally like this Twitter thread has been going on for months because no one has picked up the piece of paper. I live in that house. That sounds very familiar to me. Yeah, you're like familiar. Here's one I would be pretty mad about. Sarah says that right after her baby was born, her husband took a picture of her doing like skin to skin with the, you know, seconds old newborn, took a picture, texted it to her mother and her mother made it her public Facebook cover photo. Oh, mother. I mean, I'm sympathetic to the mom. She's blinded by like grandchild love, but you can imagine there are like 10 things in this picture you do not want the public to be able to see. Yeah. I mean, I was once had a job and my boss was showing the entire office like photos of his newborn baby very proudly with his wife. And it was like, I mean, I'm going to reveal my age because they were like from the photo mat, they were picture you know it wasn't digital they were like printed out photos and i finally went up to him and i was like three of these photos are completely inappropriate to be showing around the office like you know different parts of his wife's anatomy were on display and i was like can you slow your roll a little bit wow how you excited are you about this baby because like stop showing people these pictures and uh oh my god people get excited which i love but like use some common sense i would say in general this is a conflict i see a lot stop posting pictures of other people's kids on your facebook whenever i post a picture like i mean i don't really do this with my sister i guess maybe she is hosting a podcast right now about how annoyed she is about it but i'll post her kids pictures when i have all the kids together but like My sisters-in-law, like if we have the whole group, whatever it is, it's like nine cousins or something now between all of us. Can't be that many. Anyway, (laughs) a lot. I'll be like, is it okay if I put this on Facebook? You know, like because it's their little kids. I don't like to put pictures of other people. I get why it's complicated. The moms get excited and they're not great at Facebook. It's a dangerous combination. I give that one a four. It's the larger thing of like the newborn mom. You become like the invisible background on the photo. You know, like a graphic has an invisible background so you can put it anywhere. Like, it's like there's a baby. All they're seeing is the newborn baby and not like your actual boobs, you know, in the photo. I will say this was not a crime mentioned, but like this crime has also happened. I know to a lot of people possibly including me with one of my kids, but I can't remember. People who announce your baby before you do on Facebook. Don't do it, guys. Don't do it. Nope. If you know about a baby and you have not seen that baby yet on social media, it is not your job to go on social media and be like, guess who was born? Yep. In fact, my brother and sister-in-law just had their first child and he had to like soften the ground on that ahead of time. Like, guys, when the baby comes... We're probably not going to put it on social media or at least not right away. And we want to go first. And we're like, understood. But yeah, you have to set because otherwise, yes, I would have been taking like placenta and putting it on my Pinterest board or whatever. Like everybody's like, hooray, the baby's born. It's a weird combination. I feel like it's enthusiasm 
But it's like you've got to keep that other person's privacy in mind. I feel that crime's only a four. I'm not that excited about it. I'm giving it a five. I hope she took it down quickly when you told her to. Yeah. How about Paige? She says she has six-month-old twins and a two-year-old. She's staying home with three, two, and under. Okay. Uh, Her husband works six days a week. The grass really needed to be mowed. And her husband was tired. So after she put the three babies down for the night, she went outside to mow, then came back, and then she put her two-year-old to bed. The next day, while texting my husband, I said, I need a break. He said, you had one last night. Confused, I said, do you mean mowing? And he did. Apparently, as a stay-at-home mom who does 90% of the child care and 100% of the housework, it should be relaxing to do yard work. So I thought this was a 10. I was like, your husband should be banished. Ten. Banished from the kingdom. 10. I'm giving you a 10 too. 9.5. But a lot of people came out in Paige's husband defense on the page, which I found shocking. Saying that wasn't a big deal to say that? What was their defense? Well, they were like, I understand they were saying that like for their husbands, mowing the lawn is like their Zen meditation time. Like that's like the time they feel they get to themselves. So they could understand where a husband would be like that you had that nice relaxing time mowing the lawn. Listen, I'm team page. It's a 10 for me. But I was surprised to see people um, coming to the husband's defense. It's like a corollary, you know, don't yuck my yums. You've heard that, right? Like if somebody, when your kids are at the table and they're like, ew, spinach, they're not supposed to say that. Don't yuck my yums. I love spinach. Similarly, don't say that something I find complete drudgery is something I should find totally relaxing, right? Like if her break is a bubble bath, then don't say her break should be mowing the lawn because it's not. Caroline had an issue that was in a category. Husband took my fabric scissors and cut cardstock. (laughs) He said, I didn't take your best pair. I'm not crafty. Exactly. (laughs) This doesn't mean a lot to me, but I know that fabric scissors are a thing. Like I see memes. I see people talking about them. I know it's crucial. If they're not very sharp, then you're going to get all, you know, it's going to be all shredded. Everything gets torn, I guess. So like the fabric scissors are kind of sacred items. You took her fabric scissors. Yeah, that's a four. He used to go get them sharpened now. It's, I mean, I think if you were a crafter, it might be a nine. I don't know. We're not that crafty, so we don't understand this crime. But there was also a lot of um, Jenna in a similar circumstance said, my husband threw all of our clothes in the laundry. One massive non-sorted load too big to actually clean the clothes. Then into the dryer on high, shrinking three brand new, not super cheap sweaters. Then got annoyed and gave me a lecture about spending money we don't have when I brought a couple to replace them on sale. (laughs) He told me I couldn't be mad because he was doing laundry to help and finally listened to me after complaining nonstop about him not helping. Complaining nonstop in quotes. Yeah, she's been complaining nonstop about him not helping. Yes. Since then, I've made sure he does not touch my clothes. There's a term for this, right? Learned helplessness, which is like, Mm -hmm. I could never figure out how those fancy machines work, you know? Look what a bad job I do with the laundry. Yeah, look at what a terrible... Guess you have to keep doing it. Oh, I just screw it up. It's like my 11-year-old does 90% of the laundry in our house. Like, it is not a hard job, guys. And um, this crime is a nine. It is compounded by other factors, and I'm going to put it to a 10. Wow. So I think the time has come for us to choose a couple of finalists for today and maybe even a winner that gets a Wet Fresh Hell hoodie. What do you think? I think that's good. I think we need to come up. So we're looking for the worst, the person who should be maddest. So I think Jenna, whose husband messed up the laundry, is in the running. She's in the running for me. All right. Jenna's in the top five for sure. Paige, whose husband thought she should have considered mowing the lawn as taking a break when she has three kids to an under, is on my short list. I like it. Anna Lynn, whose mother lied about not being able to have lunch with her so she could have lunch with her sister instead. That was her real mother, not even her mother-in-law. So she's definitely in the top. She's definitely. And I'm going to say Danielle with the spider thrown at her. Again, I wish I understood if it was purposeful, but okay. you could. That's my short list. And then I definitely want to include a mother-in-law crime because we had so many of them. And so someone needs representation. Is this okay with the rules? I'm going to add a new entry. Wow. Okay. For the last spot because we need a mother-in-law crime and this one is terrible. Jennifer, for Christmas, my mother-in-law got my brother-in-law's wife a beautiful necklace about motherhood. She got me a pair of sewing scissors that have a laser light to help you cut straight, except for they don't, LOL. And the box was so dusty, 
it clearly was not a new pair, she picked, especially for me. She re-gifted after giving the other daughter-in-law something nice. That's a horrible crime. A necklace about motherhood. All right, that's a late entry. Hey, like we didn't say there was a time restraint on when these could be submitted, so I'm going to make that a finalist as well. Yeah, that one we had skipped over, but it's absolutely terrible. Okay, Amy, we're going to deliberate amongst ourselves for a minute here. And then after this music, we will announce our final How Mad Should You Be winner. Okay, the time has come. Oh, my husband and I have been watching Top Chef and there's that great scene at the end where like they do like this rack slow shot where they're like zoom and they focus in on the judge's face. So just picture Amy <laughs> and I with like slow motion and the camera descends onto our eyes and we have decided on two winners of How Mad Should You Be, the people who should be maddest are Paige, who has three kids under two and her husband said mowing the lawn was taking a break. And Anna Lynn, whose mom told her she was too sick to go to lunch, and then later saw pictures of her mom at lunch with her sister on Facebook. I gave a lot of people tens, but you two are the true tens of the day, and we will be reaching out to you on social media to get you your very own What Fresh Hell hoodie. If you did not win, I mean, you're all winners in the Mad Olympics. You're all winners because you should be mad, and we're here to tell you you should be mad. If you did not win, you can always buy your own What Fresh Hell hoodie on our Facebook page in the store. Oh, that's right. And guys, I mean, I hope you can find forgiveness in your hearts. You've all been victims of terrible crimes by your husbands, your mothers-in-law, your own mothers, your children, your dogs, and your friends. Your dog. Yes, this was very therapeutic for me. I think we'll do this again one of these days because this is a very useful thing for all of us. It's good exercise. I didn't even get any of my own crimes in, I don't think. I mean, I definitely, my husband took a couple whacks with a baseball bat, but, you know, (laughs) I didn't really get to present any of my own crimes. So we're going to have to revisit this entire episode. If you're wondering how mad you should be about something, you can come to our Facebook page and group at facebook.com forward slash whatfreshhellcast. You can find us on Twitter at WFH Podcast. You can find us on Pinterest, Instagram, YouTube, TikTok. We're on all the things. And as always, you can find us on our website, whatfreshhellpodcast.com. Thanks for listening, guys. Talk to you next week. If you're a parent, I invite you to join us at the Mindful Mama podcast, where it's all about becoming a less irritable, more joyful parent. With sometimes hilarious and always thought-provoking experts and friends, at Mindful Mama, we know that you cannot give what you do not have. And when you have calm and peace within, then you can give it to your children. I'm Hunter Clark Fields, and I can't wait to see you there. Listen in to the Mindful Mama podcast. Hey there, I'm Debbie Reber, the founder of Tilt Parenting and the author of the book, Differently Wired. The mission of Tilt is to change the way neurodivergence, whether that's having a learning disability, having ADHD, being gifted, autistic, or some combination of all of the above, is perceived and experienced so differently wired kids and the parents like us raising them can truly thrive. On the Tilt Parenting Podcast, I get to talk with authors, therapists, educators, and parenting experts who are committed to this mission. I ask the questions my listeners are most curious about when it comes to supporting our kids. And in turn, my guests share strategies for challenges, out-of-the-box ideas for navigating school, best practices for therapies, tips for advocating, and so many thoughtful insights on what it really takes to help our kids grow up feeling seen and respected so they can create awesome lives for themselves. I know that raising a differently wired kid can feel overwhelming and isolating, but I promise you, you are not alone and it can feel so much better. If you're on this parenting journey, come listen to Tilt Parenting. Together, we can shift this paradigm and show up for our exceptional kids with hope, possibility, and joy.